Himalayas Studios. Today on the LA Report. Cal State University faculty are set to vote on their tentative contract, and there are rumblings among them to start over again. Voters statewide have to decide two important questions by March 5th. Can California borrow more than $6 billion through a state bond? And should counties be required to change how they spend community mental health money? And find out what the National Weather Service concluded about the unusual winds that hit the Central Coast this week. Good morning. It's Friday, February 9th. I'm Suzanne Watley, and you're listening to the L.A. Report from LAist 89.3. Cal State faculty will start voting next week on a deal that could raise wages and add more paid parental leave. LAist's Mariana Dale reports some faculty members say it falls far short of their union's demands. January's CSU strike ended after one day when union leaders reached a deal with management. I just started crying. I think the wind got let out of our sails. Then there was this wave of confusion. That's professors Kate Osment, Alfredo Carlos, and Rob Schlela. The initial shock started a movement to reject the tentative agreement, including at Cal State Long Beach, where Schlela works. Let's redirect this momentum into getting back to the bargaining table. Among the vote no faculty's priorities is a bigger raise for the lowest paid instructors. I'm Mariana Dale. One of Los Angeles County's busiest tenant law firms has prevailed in a long-running defamation case. LAist housing reporter David Wagner has more. The trial focused on a crude Twitter account impersonating prolific landlord attorney Dennis Block. Block brought the case against eviction defense attorney Daniel Bramson and his law firm Basta, saying they used the account to defame him. But a jury ruled the tweet's mocking block would have been seen as parody and not taken as truth by any reasonable person. Block once bragged about evicting more people than anyone else on earth. Previous LIS reporting found his firm was recently sanctioned by a judge in another case over a court filing containing fake case law. Legal experts speculated the errors were likely a misuse of a generative AI program. For LAist 89.3, I'm David Wagner. Caltrans wants to ban the storage of flammable materials under freeway overpasses after that major fire that shut down the 10 freeway in November. It started on land that the Transportation Department had leased out on which pallets and other flammables were being stored. Caltrans recommends leases must state how and what the materials are that are being stored. Also, potential tenants should be examined for prior lease violations and bankruptcies. The assessment of the sites are still ongoing. Final recommendations will be made for the administration to review. Coming up, there's just one proposition on the California ballot, but it's a big one. Find out how Proposition 1 aims to help some of the most vulnerable Californians. Just ahead. Back now to the L.A. report. The March primary election is less than a month away. There's only one statewide proposition on the ballot. Here's Kristen Wong with CalMatters to help you cast an informed vote. With Proposition 1, Governor Newsom is hoping to make a dent in the state's homelessness crisis by beefing up support for mental illness and addiction disorders. To do that, Prop 1 asks voters two big questions. Can California borrow more than $6 billion through a state bond? And should counties be required to change how they spend community mental health money? The state would use the bond and money redirected from county programs to pay for thousands of housing units and treatment beds, for people struggling with mental illness and addiction, especially those who are homeless. 
Governor Newsom is the biggest proponent of Prop 1. Disability advocates and some people who rely on the state for mental health services oppose the proposition. They say Prop 1 would shift money away from community services and could force more people into involuntary treatment. In Sacramento, I'm Kristen Wong. And before you cast your ballot, check out our online voter game plan guide at laist.com slash vote. The National Weather Service has confirmed that tornadoes hit the central California coast Wednesday afternoon. Two Category EF1 twisters hit San Luis Obispo County. One was in Grover Beach, the other in the Los Osos area. Minimal damage was reported. 20 years ago this month, another tornado hit San Luis Obispo County. The recent record-setting storm has moved on, but some of us are still dealing with water damage from a leaky roof. You might already have contacted your insurance company, and an adjuster is on the way to look at your claim. Harvey Rosenfield is the founder of Consumer Watchdog. He says if you're unhappy with the settlement offer, you can hire a public adjuster to help negotiate. That can be a very positive and, and powerful way to resolve a dispute between the policyholder and the insurance company. Rosenfield recommends being friendly but firm, and a professional can help you stand your ground. But if it's a really minor leak, he says it might not even be worth the headache of filing a claim with your insurance company. Following the storm, there are many, many potholes out there. If you've had the misfortune of driving into one and it damaged your car in some way, remember, you may be able to submit a damage claim. You have six months to file, so make sure to take photos of the pothole and your car and be prepared to make out-of-pocket payments for repairs first because claims can take months. There are different public agencies with whom to file claims depending on the location of the pothole. You can find more information online at las2.com. Today in the Southland, it'll be sunny and dry, and temperatures will be well below normal, mostly in the 50s. You can expect similar conditions at least through the middle of next week. Then next weekend, look for clouds and increasing chances of rain into the following week. Thank you for listening to the LA Report. You can read more news at LAist.com or listen live anytime on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. The AM edition is hosted and produced by me, Suzanne Watley, with assistance from producer Tyler Wayne. Our engineer is Federico Garcia Rodriguez. Catherine Mailhouse is the director of content development. LAist's executive editor is Megan Garvey. Original music by Scott Kelly. Check back here at 4 for the PM edition. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at laist.com join. And the L.A. Report is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live.